Welcome to You Are Loved, a podcast with open conversations about healing after suicide and suicide prevention. Join me as we discuss how you can heal after losing a loved one to suicide. Discover how others found hope again in their moments of darkness and how you can truly scatter hope to those who need it most of all. When you do, you can save their life. I'm your host, Crystal Partney. I am a best-selling author, speaker, and suicide grief coach. Together, we can heal. Remember, you are loved. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Carol. Carol, hi, welcome. I'm so glad to have you back and, and talking again. I've always enjoyed our conversations. Hi, yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you for having me again. Of course, but for those people that aren't familiar with who you are, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So like I said, my name is Carol. And I lost my mom to suicide in November of 2013. So it's coming up for 10 years. And it was a complete shock for us. We we didn't see it coming. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of struggles, the, the complex grief. If you're a suicide loss survivor, you know all about that. The guilt, the anger, it just plays on your mind constantly. I couldn't focus on things. Um, so it really affected my life. Also, supporting other family members, just wrapping my head, trying, I'm saying trying to wrap my head around what it all, all means. And I know it, it, looking back, it took me a few years to really, for it to really sink in. And I always want to share a couple of things that I sort of struggled with just to see if you know, maybe some people experienced the same and no one's ever shared it with them. So I, I vividly remember, um, firstly, when my mom took her life, that I went to bed every night and I was hoping and praying that I dream of her because I figured that was the only way that I could ever be with her now. And it happened occasionally, but no one near often enough, um, as is the case. And then the other thing, what I did and now looking back I think it's just it was for me a way to process what's what was going on um so I used to play what I call this game and then Burton commas um in my head where I would think okay if I can go back in time only once what would I do how would I save her and I I say this game but to me it was actually really serious at that time I thought well if time travel was possible I wanted to be prepared I wouldn't want to take any chances and then I sort of thought okay obviously I found out where and when and how she took her life um so I thought I could be there and you know just say hey what are you doing or something and and probably stop her at that time but then I sort of figured well there's no guarantees she wouldn't do it another day um you know there were many different scenarios but I never was able to come up with one where I could be confident that that was the one and another reason why I'm sharing that is a lot of my my followers and my clients they struggle with guilt after losing their loved one to suicide and they think about the oh I should have done this I could have done that but really if you say write them all down and then look at each one of them critically one by one there are no guarantees that it would make it it would have made a difference in the bigger picture like I said sure maybe in that moment in time and you don't know what would have happened 
um, another day. So those were some of the things I was struggling with. And I just, I was a bit on autopilot. And like I said, I really struggled focusing because it was just always on my mind. So I was in my last year at uni, I finished uni and went to the graduate job I had already lined up and sort of just worked away. I didn't really talk to anyone about my mom's suicide, maybe family members and close friends, but even my colleagues um, didn't know how my mom died, just that, that she had died. And so I, I lived like that for a few years. And then um, my first daughter was born and that was really the turning point for me because I thought, right, now it's not just me and my husband anymore. And we've got this precious um, little baby girl. And for me, it was two things. Firstly, I really wanted to be able to focus on her and be present for her and not always be somewhere else in my mind. But also secondly, um, while my mom was never diagnosed with any mental health conditions as far as I'm aware her mom was treated for depression in number of times in in hospital she was she was really struggling for quite some time so for me you know having my grandma with depression my mom taking life then there's me then there's my daughter and I thought well what does that what does that mean about me what does that mean for my daughter and you know and in the years before, I did try different things, like went to my GP, went to um, local support groups, um, counseling, all kinds of things, but nothing really helped. So when my when my daughter was born, and for those of you who've got children, you know, when they're little, they feed a lot. They're just always hungry. So I spend a lot of time on the sofa, and that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to look into this again. I'm determined to find something that can help me. So I did. And again, there were, there's so many things out there. And to me, it felt either something worked for someone. And then they said, you know, just do this and it'll work for you too. But it doesn't. Or there's just other things that didn't really resonate with me until I learned about refuting our untrue and unhelpful thoughts and rewiring the brain. And that was like a light bulb moment for me to know that my thoughts, just because I have thoughts, doesn't mean that they're true and or helpful. Um, and before I felt really defined by my thoughts and I they weren't always positive. So that was that was quite difficult for me. So when I I, I signed up for this, this program and, and went through it, I, I showed up and I did all the work and it had a really profound effect on me. I was able to let go of my guilt. Um, I was able to honor my mom in different ways, like baking Christmas cookies and things like that, rather than feeling like I had to hold onto my grief and my guilt. Uh, for her to stay with me um my relationship with my loved ones improved and yeah I was able to be there for for my daughter so cutting the long story short um as we all know as well as suicide loss survivors there's nowhere near enough support out there for us still to this day and it was true you know 10 years ago it was true five years ago so because I knew the profound impact it had on my life I really wanted to help 
other suicide loss survivors. So what I ended up doing is um, taking the, the certification. So it's a neuro coaching certification. And um, it's basically so I, I understand the, the framework and I can help other people with the things that I had learned. So I, I, I got certified in that. I also got um, certified as a grief coach through the um, ILCT. And yeah, that's when I, you know, started putting my feelers out and it was interesting because it still wasn't easy. So I was working with a coach at the time and um, I, she said, you know, create an Instagram account, a Facebook account, just, you know, show up out there. And initially I just, I was just very careful and hiding behind the logo because I still wasn't comfortable talking about it and being open. But then again, rewiring my brain and um, challenging those thoughts. I was then able to show up fully. And since then I've come a long way. So now, as you know, I, I um, host regular interview series where you've been a, a speaker on before. I've got a free private Facebook group. I work with one-on-one -on -one clients to masterclasses, support series. And it's just so humbling and honoring to, it's an honor for me to be able to walk alongside other people who are who are struggling and to be able to help them and see what a difference it makes to them. Oh, absolutely. And yes, I've been so, so honored that you would have me on your interview series. It was, you know, it was so enriching and I just really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for having me. And you were on my interview series this, this past, um, during February, we hosted it on Valentine's Day, of course, with our theme of let love win after suicide. And just thank you so much for Carol for sharing, because I know so many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to you as you just shared that there's, there's so many directions that we could take this, this interview right now. And I just want to really sort of camp on the idea and the truth that there were a lot of different options out there, right? And mm -hmm. so being able to sit and just try and test and decide, like, maybe this one will be the one that will work for me. And really questioning your thoughts. I know that was something that we had spoken on the, the interview series, like I said, on Valentine's Day. Really, because... What I discovered too, and I know that you would agree, so often we get stuck in our head and we think like this, this is absolute truth and your mind just spins and spins and spins. And the thing that comes back to me and that I'm constantly asking myself is, is this going to bring me more peace or is this taking me farther away from finding that piece. And so thank you so much for sharing that. I just want to also talk about just some of the, the different aspects that you said going back into the beginning of your journey, that it took years, that it wasn't this, you know, one and done thing. And now we move on and and forget. I think that's such a misconception is that 
by you making the decision to move forward in a positive way that we're somehow forgetting them. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like you say, it's so important to share what it was like for us in the beginning, because I find sometimes, you know, people listen to your podcast and they think, wow, you know, Crystal and Carol, they're, they're, they're in such a great place again in, in inverted commas, but I'll, I'll never be able to get there. And just for, for your listeners to know that it wasn't like, you know, we lost our, our loved one and then we woke up the next day and thought, oh, we're going to do all of these things. Right. It took a lot <laughs> quite of, the opposite. Yeah. Very quite the opposite. It, it took a lot of work a lot of processing our grief to even get to a place where we felt like we we could take that step. And, and that's another thing for me, you know, it wasn't just about um, showing up on social media. Also, um, it crossed my mind before um, I ended up supporting others. I thought, well, am I actually, am I equipped? Am I qualified? Even though I had the certification and I thought, well, you know, I'm I'm just a suicide loss survivor but the thing is I think we can all support each other in different ways anyway um but yeah so it's it's definitely a, a journey of many ups and downs sometimes you think oh you know grief is is linear and I'm just going to get a bit better each day which is of course not not true it's ups and downs like they say the waves of the ocean and the thing is, we're often underestimating small, consistent actions that we call baby steps, because we think, oh, just doing this one little thing each day isn't going to make a difference. And we don't necessarily see the difference when we wake up the next morning. But just like, you know, when you go to the gym, you're not going to necessarily notice a difference if you've run on the treadmill for half an hour on, on one day. And there is this curve, and of course you can't you can't see me now, but basically that the way that it works is the curve is quite flat at the start when we're having these small consistent actions, but then it really shoots up. And people often give up before it shoots up. Right. And we often, like you said so beautifully, we underestimate the power of those of that, um, the, the small steps, the small baby things that we're able to, to do every single day. And what's fascinating is I've also reminded of a door. You think of like this big, beautiful door. Well, the thing that moves that big, beautiful door are these small hinges, right? They're not mm -hmm. like this massive, um, engineered structure, right? It's just these, these small, very small hinges move this massive door like you think about like these these um cathedrals in Europe I always think of those when I'm thinking of like a door like this beautiful grand door right and like yes like these beautiful cathedrals in Europe you again the things that move it are these small hinges that move this massive door open and so it's these really these small incremental baby steps that we're talking about that make all the difference. And even though, like you said, we can't see that because we're so stuck in the the day to day or we think like, well, how can we like let 
tomorrow be better when today is just awful. Like today is just not good. I, I can't seem to be getting ahead and being able to remind ourselves that we can keep going, even if it is continual, small, incremental. Yeah, exactly. And I never heard this analogy of the hinges before. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'm somewhat um, collecting analogies. Now there's so many great ones out there. Yes, so I always there like are, aren't they? Share, share different things with different people. And you're right. And the other thing is, you know, when you said that sometimes we can struggle to get from to get from day to day. And sometimes we see, we think like, oh, we're doing better, right? We're, we're getting there, we're getting somewhere. And then we might have something that activates us or affects us in a certain way. And then we're sort of thrown back and it feels like we have gone all the way back to the start and all the work that we did has been undone. And what I always say in that instance is, Really, what you get to do is zoom out. You know, right now you're zoomed in on, on the date. If you zoom out, you can see, okay, maybe, yes, you took two steps forward and three steps back. But in the bigger picture, you're still moving in the right direction. You're never all the way back to the start, even if it can seem that way sometimes. Right. And you're so, it's so true because it's like, you're never, you're never going to relive this day again, right? It's, this is your 24 hours today and you're never going to be back where you were in the beginning. And it's very easy when you're in that thick of grief and you're just struggling to get through the day to day. It's easy to remind yourself like, well, you don't know that Crystal, you don't know that Carol, that it's going to be different tomorrow. And you just don't know that. And you're absolutely right. I don't, but I am holding on to that hope that it will be better tomorrow. Even if it is just as crappy as today was, it's different. It's a new day. I'm reminded of, I have a saying in my house that says like, the best thing about the future is it comes one day at a time. And I believe it was Abraham Lincoln who said that, one of our presidents. And so here in the U.S., and for those of you listening overseas, or like, I don't know who that is, <laughs> but the, it truly is the best thing about the future is it comes one day at a time. And to give yourself that grace and say, look, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but let's see. Let's give it a go and see what tomorrow brings. And if tomorrow means that you stay in bed, okay. If tomorrow means that you brushed your teeth and you even put on a little bit of makeup, then celebrate that because mm -hmm. that is something that you probably couldn't do yesterday. And to remind yourself of, like you said, the big picture that you will never go back to day one. It will always be a continuum and building on the beautiful and amazing progress that you've already done and continue yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly. And while you're talking so um, about what to, to focus on and we were talking about analogies, there's this great analogy I heard the other day. So I, I wanted to share that as well. So if you imagine a miner going down into a mine, you know, they wear their hard hats and then they've got like a headlamp on their head. And 
when they go down there, basically wherever they look, that's what they can see because that's all the, the lamp really illuminates. So you could go down the, the ladder and then you can look to your left and you can only see a pile of dirt. Now on your right, there might be all the gold, but because you're looking to your left, you can't see that, but it doesn't mean it's not there. And the same is true the other way around. If you, and I hope I'm doing this the right way right now. So if you look to your right, um, you can just see the gold. To your left, the dirt is still there, um, but you don't see it. And I love that analogy because sometimes we can think, oh, you know, positive thinking is just whitewashing things and it's just saying things are great when they're not, but that's not what it's about because if you're down that mine and you look to the right and you focus on the gold, you're not saying that the dirt isn't there on the other side. It's You're just not focusing on it. Um, and the same is, is true the other way, right? If, if you're really struggling and you're just focusing on the dirt, doesn't mean that the gold isn't there somewhere in your life. It's just you're not focusing on it so you can't see it. And that's a lot about how the brain works as well. So if you've ever bought a, a new car, suddenly you say that see that make and model or even that color everywhere. And it's not because there's more of those cars on the road. It's because um, the reticular activating system in your brain has been activated. And now you're looking out for these things. So that's why it's so, so important what we focus on because our brain always wants to prove us right. So whatever we think, it'll find evidence to prove us right. Even you can think polar opposites and it'll find evidence for you. Exactly. And our our minds are so powerful. I just want to camp here for just a second and just really add to what you just said about the mind. And I love that visual because like you said, the dirt is still there. The gold is still there. And it's all part of your story. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's all part of your life and you can't discredit one or the other. You get to celebrate both and you get to celebrate both the dirt and the gold and know that you get to decide where you want to focus on. And I know that it's hard when you're, when you're sitting there and you're looking at all of the, the rubble and the, the mess that it's like, oh my gosh, Carol, like I can't even look at the gold right now. Like there's gold in here. I don't know where it's at. And, and maybe you don't even care if there's gold, because I remember feeling that I remember being like, look, I don't care if there's gold in this story. I don't care because I'm just so hurt. I'm just so in pain right now. I'm just so sad. And if that's you right now, I just want you to understand that it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. Everything that you're feeling is normal and there's going to be, yes, there is lots of dirt. I get that. I just want you to take some deep breaths and maybe just try focusing on a little bit of gold, whatever that looks like for you. So being able to embrace that you have both of these things that you're holding both of these, these two beautiful things in your life, whether it's the sadness or whether it's that little bit of gold, whatever that looks like for you, being able to recognize and understand that you have both pieces in your life 
and to not just completely brush off one for the other and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you talked about when you talked about that, even if it's just a little bit of gold, that sort of reminded me of gratitude, right? So that's such a a great exercise to do for anyone, but especially when we've lost a loved one to suicide, is now you can do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night or both and just find, you know, if you're right at the start of your journey, even just find one thing that you're grateful for and then you can always add to it but I think if if you're listening to this podcast you know you've probably got an internet connection um which means hopefully you've got a, a at least a safe warm home or at least you've got food on the table sometimes when we think about gratitude we always think oh it needs to be these massive grand things whereas you know even even just being still being here and living the life that you still get to live that your loved one didn't get to live to to the end that which is you know it was cut short it it, it wasn't supposed to be the end yet so there's so many things that we can um feel grateful for and again I want to just briefly talk about it from a brain point of view so um brain scans have actually shown us that you can't be grateful and angry or anxious at the same time. So if you struggle with a lot of anxiety, um, that would be a great exercise for you to just focus on something that that you're grateful for. And you could keep a special journal and just write it down. It could be the same thing each day. It could be something different each day. Um, but just to remind yourself. And then when you're particularly struggling, you've got something to look at and you can just you know, even read the mind light and just remind yourself and it, it'll really help. Exactly. And just like we've been sharing all along throughout that it's easy. And the reason why I'm emphasizing this is because I've, we've both been there, Carol, where we're, it's so hard to, to sit when you're in that thick of grief to be like, I can't look at the gold. I know there's gold. I just can't look at it right now. And just reminding yourself, whether it's through a gratitude journal or listening to this podcast, just being able to say, okay, like, yes, there's gold. I understand this, this concept intellectually, but really let it sink in and just say, okay, like some of that gold could be writing in the gratitude journal today, being able to be grateful as we're continuing our journey and allowing that peace and that grace to enter every single day, because it does get easier as time goes on. It doesn't mean that the grief goes away. It just for me, at least, it has gotten easier to process on the day-to-day. And, but of course that wasn't in the beginning where it was a struggle. And I did have to remind myself what I was grateful for in those early days, because otherwise it was easy to get in that spiral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to to put it into perspective, you know, before I lost my mom to suicide, I I would pray to God every day and I there's so many things that I was grateful for and I could really feel that he was looking out for me and then I lost my mom and I remember saying to her it's like I'm sorry but I can't do this right now my mom's just 
died. I cannot be grateful today. And it took me some time to, you know, get back to a place of gratitude and to be able to to do that. So again, yeah. just putting it into perspective. Right. And that's that's what I'm trying to emphasize. And for anyone that's that's listening is is to really understand that it wasn't like we've been talking about it wasn't this overnight thing where it was like hey you know now we we're doing all these things to remember our loved ones and and show how much we care by serving other people and helping other support other people along their journey towards healing and carol as we wrap up i just want to say thank you and how can people connect with you? I know you've got another interview series coming up. I'd love for you to share about that as well. So go ahead and, and tell us more about that. Yeah, thank you. So you're right. I've got um, my fourth interview series coming up. It runs between May 8th and May 12th. And people can sign up from April 24th, depending on you know when, when this airs. Um, and this time the theme is all about going from suicide loss to purpose and again if if like you said crystal if you're early on in your journey and you're not even able to think about your purpose it'll still be really beneficial for you because it doesn't matter if you think that there's no meaning in your life right now or you're in a place where you're yeah I know um that I have a a higher purpose or I know um what it's gonna be and, and I need support to get started or keep going or you're somewhere in the middle there's something there for everyone and we've got lots of amazing speakers over 25 speakers um they're experts from the um grief and loss space we've got you know marianne Gavea from eric's house we've got melissa botov airy from um the leftover pieces podcast we've got jill cohen um from healing to the max we've got lots and lots of um amazing people and um i'm also interviewing a suicide attempt survivor who's going to share his story and i've already interviewed him and i know how valuable it'll be for you to hear that because you know that's as you know there's for us it can be really difficult to put ourselves in the minds of our loved one and, and what they were they were going through so I find it really helpful to hear a perspective for someone who's who's kind of been there. And if you're still carrying a lot of guilt, um, that'll be really helpful for you. And I'm also inter- interviewing one of my clients because um, she wants to share how working with me has helped her. Because at the beginning, when she lost her son to suicide, um, she really struggled and she thought she was never going to be happy again. And then um, working through my ASH method, which I'm also going to share um, during the interview series, she's now um, in a much better place. She's She's got a great relationship with her children um, and she's found ways to still connect with her son and to keep him in the present. Um, so I thought it would be nice not just to hear from the experts, but also see how uh, again in inverted commas a normal person can find um, purpose after suicide loss so like we said at the start sometimes you can see people who like you and me we support others and some people write books and all of these great things but I wanted 
to show through this that it's it's, it's possible for anyone. Um, so anyway, registrations open on um, April 24th and the website is um, from suicide loss to purpose.com. So from suicide loss to purpose.com, it's free. Um, you can sign up and yeah, I'd love to see you there. Um, I also, like I mentioned, I've got a free private Facebook group where um, we hang out and we've got nearly 700 members now. It's a really great community. People are very supportive and I like to make it a bit different compared to other groups and that I um, most days I go and I, I share some of my wisdom or I get you to think about a certain question or look at things from a different perspective. So you're actually actively processing your grief. And I also go live regularly to do, talk about different topics. So it's a really great community. And the Facebook group, group is called Healing After Suicide Loss. Um, so you're welcome to, to join that. And then, you know, you can find me on Facebook um, and Instagram at Suicide Bereavement Coaching. Um, yeah, and if you want to email me, it's um, caro at carobrookings.com. Um, and maybe you can, I don't know, put that in the show notes or something as well. But there's lots of ways to get involved and to get in touch. Yes, and we will absolutely be putting those in the show notes so that you can just be automatically redirected. Well, Carol, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I just really appreciate it. And I look forward to having more wonderful discussions in the future. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of the You Are Loved podcast. For more information about suicide prevention, be sure to check out owlandthistle.com. That's owl as in the bird. Hoo-hoo! And if you're coping with the loss of a loved one due to suicide, we've been there too. And for more information, check out our sister company found at scatteringhope.com. Please like and subscribe to this program to stay current with all of our episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Owl and Thistle for Scattering Hope. As always, remember, you are loved.